Hello, lovely people. Welcome into That Sounds Gay. My name is Jan. I'll be your podcast host for a short period of time. I hope that you're having a good week. Again, I hope that the new year is going well for you. I would love to just jump kind of right into today's subject because it's something that I'm seeing a lot on social media about lately. And it's about monogamy versus polyamory, polygamy, whatever you would like to call it. And I'm seeing this discussion a lot lately. For some reason, it's it's cropping back up. And this is something that crops up quite often. And there are a lot of a lot of questions about it. For context, I am in a open relationship with my partner. He is asexual, so we have boundaries and rules that determine what I am allowed to do outside of our direct relationship. Each couple has their own rules. But first, for a second, let's kind of talk about the differences of these. And and let's just kind of get into some very general, loose descriptions. (laughs) Loose. Uh, So uh, monogamy is a relationship between two people that are committed to each other. There is no outside flirtation. There is no outside activities outside of that relationship. Meaning that if you have a friend that is of the preferred gender that you are attracted to, that friendship is never going to move anywhere outside of just being a friend. You might have some attraction, but you will never move past that. Or at least that's what should happen in that type of situation. Obviously, cheating happens and people are going to do what they want to do. But that's the general idea of what that relationship looks like. And then we have polyamory. And this is a relationship where there are activities outside of the primary relationship. Some polyamorous couples refer to their main partner as their primary, their main partner, what have you. There are different terminologies that each couple uses, and it's it varies from couple to couple. And relationship to relationship, I call my partner my partner because that's what he is. He is the main person. I don't have a secondary as of right now. There's not really anybody on my radar that's fitting in that. Some people do, and they refer to them as their secondaries. And polyamory is all about boundaries. It is all about rules. It's about guidelines that you have established between each other of what is okay in your relationship. And then there's polygamy, which is more of a marital status. Polygamy is typically when someone is married to multiple people and they have obviously boundaries and rules, exactly like how polyamory works. The difference between igamy and amory is really more about kind of the legality behind it. Typically, polyamory doesn't move towards uh, marriage between multiple partners, where polygamy is really more centered around the marriage aspect. So now that we've kind of gotten that part out of the way, let's talk about what is is really the most important thing about this conversation that I want to just dig right into, is that how people choose to conduct themselves in their private personal life is none of your business. It's none of my business. It's none of anybody's business on on how they choose to live their life. If a certain lifestyle is not for you, then it's not for you and that is okay. 
what I'm seeing a lot of is this interesting conversation where queer people in particular are sort of being vilified for being in open or polyamorous relationships. And and I, I understand that there is definitely a sensation right now that is happening among the youth and among young queer people of wanting to move towards monogamy and wanting to shift towards that. And I think we see this throughout history is that there's big pendulum shifts throughout just relationships in general. And we see this in the straight community as well, is that there will be swings of time where people are very interested in just having one partner. And then you'll see free love movements happen. We saw that obviously happen in the 60s. That's, I think, the the really big marker. 60s, 70s is where you see that free love movement. And then you move into these periods of well, I just want to be with this one person. And then we see another swath of a little more open love in the early 2000s. We move back into a phase now in the in the later parts of the, the 2020s where people are starting toward, to move towards a sense of just having one primary person and not really being interested in all of the nonsense that surrounds having multiple partners because it is exhausting. It's exhausting trying to keep up with multiple people or having someone that you set up rules, boundaries with. And I completely understand where that's coming from. And I think the damaging thing that is happening is there's a a sense that this is really only a problem in the gay community. And there's so much infighting about, well, I'm going to be unique and I'm just going to date one person. I don't want to have an open relationship with all the people that are just like me. And I think what this does is from an outside perspective is that it makes it look like this is a unique problem to queer people, to gay people in particular. So I don't, I don't know about all that because I know plenty of straight people who are also in open relationships and polyamorous relationships. And I have known straight people to do this pretty much my entire life. And and something that I think is very interesting that gets ignored from this conversation is the idea of cheating. And I've talked about this. I don't even remember when I talked about this. I think I made a YouTube video about it like a year ago, is that the reason why people cheat is because they're not willing to discuss with their partner that they have interest in other people. And I think if you are open about these conversations, you're open about what it is that you want and need from a relationship and what would give you the most satisfaction, I think that open conversation would lead to a lot less cheating. But what happens is there's a fear of being vulnerable, of saying, I really want this in a relationship. I need this in my sexual life. Can you give this to me? And if the partner says, no, I can't do that for you, then having a further conversation and saying, well, how can I get this and be satisfied in this relationship? And how can you get what you need to satisfy you? And I think sometimes we're afraid of mm, maybe saying what we want, and that person not being able to give it to us, and then we have to break it off. I think there's a big worry about that, of uh, this person is really great for me. There's just this one thing that is not going to make me happy. And I think we need to be mindful of a, lo- of a couple different things, and obviously it's going to be different for every person, is that you only get 
to live life one time. And if you are not being fulfilled, if you are not getting joy from something, you should not be pursuing that. You should pursue the things that give you life and not saying like, oh, I want to have sex with other people. And if this person doesn't let me, I'm going to break up with them. Because that's a very extreme situation. And, you know, your relationship is, is yours and how you choose to conduct it is how you choose to conduct it. But there's definitely something to pull from there. That if your desire is to be polyamorous and to have sex with multiple people, and if your partner is not okay with that, you have to decide how important that relationship is to you, how important that person is to you. And there is absolutely no harm in saying, okay, well, I'm going to not do this thing in my life because I really care and love this person a lot. I will figure out how to make it work in my own mind or saying it is okay to then break up with this person because we're not compatible. They're going to find someone who can be monogamous and not have any desire to do anything outside of that relationship. And maybe you'll come back years later and maybe the two of you can get back together and things will work out. There, There's so many different routes of of how a relationship can go. But I think what is the the biggest problem in these conversations that I'm seeing circle around with monogamy versus polyamory is that there seem, again, there's this big villainizing effect that is happening of people who choose to be polyamorous or, or people who choose to have specific rules and relationship guidelines that they follow. And again, it's none of our business what other people do and to swerve out of our lane to police other people's behavior and say, well, you shouldn't do this. It it comes off very puritanical. And there's definitely something I think that it creates this this sense that we don't have our stuff together in the queer community. And it it opens up doors for us to get attacked by people who don't believe that we deserve rights. You know, these extremists look at our activities and our behavior and say, well, look how much they're deviating from the norm. Look how different they are from us. And this is why we shouldn't give them rights. And when we air these things out online, it punches holes in their, or, or I guess it, 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 it punches holes, but more on our side of things. It allows them to see the inner workings and figure out ways to exploit that so that they can promote this idea that we're not normal. What is normal? Normal is subjective and normal is per your worldview. Our idea of normal is going to be different from somebody else's. But there are a lot of people, straight people in particular, extremists on the conservative side who don't believe that we deserve rights, who think that we shouldn't be allowed to adopt or get married or even be able to be out and proud at all. And I I understand wanting to, you know, have this idea of monogamy and wanting to find someone that is your life partner that you are not going to ever deviate from. And that is absolutely okay. But villainizing polyamory, specifically when it comes to other queer people and only focusing on other queer people who are are feeling that way that are polyamorous, again, it it opens up to some dangerous narratives from 
the other camps that don't believe that we deserve to be equal to them. And I think it also really, it promotes this idea of heteronormativity that we have to follow what they're doing. And I think, yeah, it's okay to be poly- uh, to be monogamous. I think that's absolutely okay. That's some people need that. Some people want that to be part of of their their life and their narrative, and that's okay. But when we focus on, well, I want to do this because it's normal. That's what I see a lot of. Uh, it's it's uh, it's not normal to want to have sex with other people, or it's not normal to do this or that. And that is where it gets really problematic. Is that your this this dialogue is perpetuating this idea that heteronormativity and what we mean when we say these words is what a normal straight heterosexual couple would do that there are the gender roles that the man does this woman does this and the couple exists in this light they do these things together they don't deviate from that that is the norm that's the standard we should be trying to achieve and reach them and heteronormativity is is fine. I'm not I'm not dumping on that right now and saying that they're doing <laughs> the wrong thing. Even if I have my own opinions about what heteronormativity is, I think forcing that upon the queer community is so harmful and dangerous because again, it allows a, a certain camp of people to deny further rights and. There's always the fear-mongering side about snowballing, but it's very true. And I think especially when we look at heteronormativity in relationship to the queer community, it's not just polyamorous people that are in danger of losing their rights. It's not just gay, lesbian people, bisexual people that are are, are in danger of their rights. It's the trans community. It's It's these people that are already so marginalized, even within our own community, which is disgusting that we marginalize trans people. And and they're even more marginalized in the straight community. And we start to snowball these little things like, look, they're not normal because they have multiple boyfriends. They are out at clubs and doing who God knows what, and the the drug use in the community is rampant, and then they want to go and adopt kids and push this lifestyle, and then they want to do drag brunches and drag reading hours, and then they they want to subject our kids to this, and they're they're confused, so let's take away their rights, let's not let them transition at a young age because they're clearly confused, and it's this this constant effect from the other team where they're, they're slowly trying to pull things away from us by seeing the, the problems that we air out online. And I, I don't want to fear monger. I don't want to be that person because I think it's gross to fear monger. But it's something we need to be conscientious of. That if something is not for you, that's okay. You can leave that. <laughs> leave that in your own personal private thoughts and your own space where that's not something you participate in. And there's a difference between calling out an activity that is genuinely dangerous, like the drug use in our community is obviously something that we need to tackle. The lack of understanding of safe sex is something that we need to call out. And that's something that we need to mend within our own community. But 
constantly villainizing this idea of what people choose to do in their private personal relationships that don't affect you at all really opens up doors for criticism of our community and it creates this stereotype that we're all a bunch of of sex fiends who constantly need sexual stimulation or we're going to wither away and die and that's the type of agenda that we're trying to push onto the youth of today and these these puritanical views can really get very dangerous when they start to spiral and when they start to be observed by people that don't believe that we deserve things that are equal to them so essentially I just want to raise awareness that this is not a queer problem. This is not, it's not even a problem. This is not a queer issue. This is a human issue. There are, are numerous straight couples and heterosexual, heteronormative couples that deviate from that heteronormativity and have other partners, have other people that they're seeing. They have rules and guidelines and boundaries in their relationship that allow them to see or have sex with other people, date other people, even get married to other people. There are religions in the world that are okay with this. So this is not a queer problem. This is a, this is a, a human concern of what do I want? What do you want in a relationship? And how can we make these things work? And if those things don't align then we need to figure out ways to make them work or move on from each other, right? That's really what it boils down to is that this is a human thing. There'd be far less cheating in the world if polyamory wasn't a thing that people were thinking about. The reality is, is that more people than not do have desires outside of just a average heteronormative relationship where nobody deviates from that plan, there are more people in the world that are like that. If there weren't, we would not be seeing people looking outside of their relationship for something that they're not getting in theirs. And that really comes from a lack of communication inside that relationship of what both parties need and what they desire, and a fear that if they talk about that, that they're going to go into a not normal category. And again, normal is what we want it to be. Normal is our worldview. Normal is not uh, a thing that we should be comparing ourselves to. Yeah, there's averages. And most people will do this activity. Most people will present this way or do these types of activities in their relationship. But that's a bell curve. Right. And there's going to be a lot of people who are not going to fall in that average. There are going to be people who fall outside of that, who need different things. And that is okay that those people do. And those people should be communicating what they need from that relationship. Like you would in any relationship, you know, it's, it's, it's life. It's how we move along with it. And I think there's a fear of not being normal of why people don't talk about these things and, I think once we get to a, a place of comfortability where we stop policing people's behavior of, of their private lives, I think we will start moving into a healthier dialogue of what do I need versus what do you need and how can we make that happen? And again, reiterating, if, if monogamy is something that's interesting to you and is if that is a thing that you desire, that is totally okay. And if somebody else wants polyamory, 
or wants to date or have sex with other people, that's their prerogative and their business. But calling it out and and trying to police that is, is really, I think, causing a lot of a lot of concern and a lot of problems uh, in fighting that allows us to be weaker when our rights are in jeopardy and allows us to not see, or I guess costs us, the ability to see when other people in our community who are already being marginalized are are really in danger right now. There's so many states right now that are are looking at even drag queens right now to take away their ability to do shows to to express their their gender identity to express their art their talent their creativity because of fear-mongering that we are damaging to the youth that we are a problem and we need to be standing up unified not having all this little infighting and these little petty squabbles of I'm more normal than you because I do what straight people do and you're less normal than me because you are even weirder than me. It, it's how do you how do you feel alone and how do you feel segregated from your own community? It's wild to me that these are activities and dialogues that are happening while trans people are getting their rights literally snatched away in front of our eyes and we're not doing anything about it. We're not fighting for them because it, it doesn't stop at them. It it continues to move along and we need to be watching this very carefully, not not getting mad that people are polyamorous. It's, it's such a, a silly little thing. And so I really wanted to raise awareness about this and I want us to be mindful of this, is that we need to be unified. We need to be strong as a community and we need to keep our eyes open about things that really, truly matter. And I, I've spoken enough about this. I'm going to move on from it. But this is something that I felt very passionate about today. And I really wanted to share this, that we continue to be mindful as we move forward. Watch out for these things. We are under attack. We are under fire right now. We have members of our community that are under fire and we need to protect them. We really need to protect them. And if somebody chooses to have sex with multiple people, that's fine. They can do that. If you want to just have sex with one person or not have sex at all and just be in a relationship with somebody, that is okay too. Live your truth. Live your life the way that you want to. But stop policing other people on how they should react with their lives and how they should conduct themselves in the privacy of their own home and their bedroom, right? Because that's harmful. So I leave you with these thoughts and hopefully you have a great rest of your week. Take care of yourself. If you haven't already, I would love for you to leave a comment or a, uh, a star, or however many stars that it's, it's required. Um, I'm probably going to be asking this a lot. Leave a little review. It, it helps me um, leave a comment if there's anything in particular that you would like to see because I want to start looking at those or things you want me to talk about. I would love for you to leave those in there. Or you can always tweet at me. My Twitter link is in the description, or at least it should be. If it's not, I'm going to fix that. But uh, yeah, thank you so much and have a great week. Goodbye.